Hello and welcome to the OMG Movie Podcast, where your MGs, Michael and Matthew, review and discuss the best movies from each year to crown the overall most great movie. Join us as we debate and rate how well movies accomplish their goals, provide memorable moments, and leave lasting legacy. Oh my god. 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 I call them the OMG. Oh my god. 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 Hello and welcome back. To the OMG podcast. I'm one of your OMGs, Matthew, and with me, as always, is the other MG, Michael. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing well. I'm glad you remembered my name because all of a sudden today, I just I woke up, could not remember anything, including my name. But man, could I t- tie some knots? You know what I'm saying? You're nothing but committed to the <laughs> role. And in order to inject to digest today's movie, it's best to be. Uh, as authentic as possible. You're getting into character. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to find out a lot today about the differing <laughs> takes of the MGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our preferences we've already talked mm-hmm. about. What types of things you like, what types of things I like. Uh, Born Identity is your number one overall pick for 2002. I feel like I should have made a bigger statement of this during our selection. Right. But for me, number one does not necessarily mean this is like my best movie that wasn't selected. I purposely went into this year really wanting to get a variety. And I felt that the auto bids were seriously lacking in some positive vibes and some like actual action vibes. So I did very heavily uh, kind of make sure that I had those selections. And yeah, I knew going in, Born was not one you would have selected. So I could have waited May 4th. But of the movies I would, knew I was going to try and pick, this one, at least for me, has the most legacy of all of them. So it definitely was one I felt deserved to be the highest of my picks. Yeah, I mean, I, and it's got, a, it's got a, a, a robust following. It's got mm-hmm. some credentials coming into the fray. I get it. I don't, I'm not saying it shouldn't be of the 16. It's just, it's indicative of some of the differences you and I have in our tastes, in our movie tastes. I, I like the horror genre. I'd, I'd say probably mm-hmm. the biggest difference between the two of you in the genre likes is my horror like and probably your thriller espionage, I guess. I'm not sure how into that you even are, but we tend to differ a lot on like action, I guess. Yes, I, I would say horror and action are probably the two areas where we separate ourselves the most. I think we have a very similar take on comedy, even drama for the most part. But I do feel you much more lean into getting your excitement and adrenaline through the horror kind of suspense vibe. And I like getting it more from the adrenaline vibe of more action adventure movies. That is, I would say is a very good definitive split on where we have a little bit of difference. Okay, and with that talk on the uh, underway now, we can go into mm-hmm. our tale of the tape. Let's take a look at Born Identity. What is it offering? What is it doing? What is it about? Michael, this is your uh, pick. Why don't you go ahead and mm-hmm. give us some of the tale of the tape for Born Identity? 
I feel like instead of the Rocky theme, it should be nothing but Moby in the background. <laughs> Just give me, give me that techno music as we get the tale of the tape. So obviously every movie we're doing is a is an O2 movie this year. So we are getting ready to talk about The Bourne Identity, directed by Doug Lyman. Again, I am horrible at pronunciation, but I feel like I got that one pretty good. And I would say no there's... To, no relation to Josh Lyman. No, oh, okay. Well, it's good. Well, that lineman has a as a Y, not an I. I know that much. <laughs> okay, I see. Well, <laughs> you couldn't tell the spelling by your pronunciation, unfortunately. Well, you know, lemon lineman. I maybe <laughs> maybe that could be his second uh... <laughs> lemon lineman. <laughs> um, major actors in the movie: Matt Damon, uh, Franca Potante, Chris Ooh. Cooper, and Brian Cox. I would say are the big four in in this particular movie, um, and. This movie is going to cover a few genres that we don't have a lot in the O2 vein. Uh, This movie comes in at 119 minutes, meaning that it needs to have four categories, at least for me, as I'm going through my review. So the four categories of movies that we are going to be discussing and how Bourne does that are an action movie, primarily martial action. I would say more fisticuffs, combat action. Although Uh, there is a very large uh, chase car sequence that we have to kind of also kind of put in. Where I throw it in is as adventure. I do think that this movie is is a globe-trotting kind of movie. There are multiple different stops around areas. You're kind of living a little bit vicariously as they're going to different places. That's where I kind of feel my adventure, especially spy goes in there so that's our second third one that we'll talk about is just the mystery element yeah. of born identity who is born why 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 did he why wake he up with <laughs> <laughs> what is his identity <laughs> <laughs> and then the last major component that born uh throws in there that's a part of this movie is the thriller aspect specifically the conspiracy slash governmental thriller aspect of the movie those are my tale of the tape for born that is what it is trying to accomplish how well is it going to come out and actually hit those elements that's what we're here to discuss but before we get into any heavy spoilers this is kind of where you and i get to tell the the audience do we even recommend them watching this before we talk before they hear us talking about it is this a pure garbage movie where you don't need to even watch it just listen to us or is it at least a memorable or maybe even a full on o outstanding i'll uh, there. I'll, I'll i'll defer to you first since this is my pick uh, anything that you'd want to highlight before we get into kind of our initial going uh, to grade range and then get into the spoilers and the actual review? Well, I, uh, I have a hard time. I guess the recommendation aspect of this movie, uh-huh. I will say it gets a recommend from me. It gets a, mm-hmm. you should watch it. With the qualifiers, I wouldn't say it's a definite watch under any circumstance. I think this is a, um, it's an acquired taste type of genre. Like you need to, one, be kind of patriotic, have like some <laughs> sort of like understanding of what the CIA, like it's for an American audience. I don't think it's a global espionage thriller. It's kind of like, it's, it's not really doing a lot. My issue with this movie 
and we'll get to it obviously throughout the entirety of the reviews. Mm-hmm. Why I can't fully recommend it <laughs> is I don't like the stakes that are at play. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit like who cares mm-hmm. going on the whole movie, and that's not to say the movie itself isn't ha- doesn't have entertainment, doesn't have like suspense, but the overall plot of like who is born and his identity and what is he doing. That's mm-hmm. just a big want want for me throughout the movie. So I give it a, a recommend, watch it, um, mm-hmm. see what all the hype's about. But the idea that this movie spawned like a whole, like a whole franchise, uh, uh, I need to know more about Treadstone type of shit is crazy to me. Um, I don't <laughs> think this needs like four movies, but this one. You had a TV bad. show. Yeah. This one's not bad. I'd say if you're interested in the born uh, situation and want to know more. All right. Watch it. Yeah. And, you know, and I did forget, I did forget in our tail of the tape to kind of just hit the kind of behind, you know, back of the box overview of the movie. So just in case anybody's still there and is like, I, I still don't understand what Bourne is. Here is kind of the, the general idea of what the movie is trying to get across. Wounded to the brink of death and suffering from amnesia, Jason Bourne is rescued at sea by a fisherman. Like that's very nice. I like yeah. that they're spending so much time on the first on on a on a character on who's in this movie minutes. for like two minutes, uh, yeah. <laughs> with nothing to go on but a Swiss bank account number. He starts to reconstruct his life, but finds that many people he encounters want him dead. However, Bourne realizes that he was or he has the combat and mental skills of a world class spy, but who does he work for? That's the question. That's the central mystery, right? Um, And I I think as we get into the review, I think we'll talk about a lot of my issues with this, with the movie in general, are going to be about plot and pacing. And what they choose to reveal at different times, I do think is negative to the movie as a whole. It it feels like the movie would be a lot better if it didn't want to hold my hand and show me everything that Treadstone was doing to where it removes a lot of suspense about what's happening with Jason Bourne throughout the movie. Um, Now that does, you know, if you like more of the cerebral, how would you track someone down? Maybe you're getting a lot out of those scenes. But for me, it did take away a lot of the suspense of, you know, where where are they going? Does, you know, does he, does he know that people are after him? It just, it felt of, it felt very awkward in terms of some of the plot mechanics of what was going on. And that is what ultimately will keep this away from being an O. This is not quite an outstanding movie, uh, but it definitely is memorable. This is definitely one that is worthy of a watch, if nothing else, for just the zeitgeisty of who is Jason Bourne. This is Matt Damon's probably first big solo effort that really made him a, you know, kind of launched his individual stardom. So I do think for those reasons, it, it is definitely a memorable movie. All right. So we got our generic recommendation or not recommendation looks like both of us give it a give it a watch mm-hmm. necessarily put it at the front of your queue but give it a watch mm-hmm. eventually um and now is your safe your safe place if you wanted to leave and scurry off and go watch the movie before you listen to our <laughs> recounting of it now is the time go um, check your safety deposit box <laughs> go check we will do a how about to get us into some born talk Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and play the born music as our Let's interview. Let's do it.
some pretty good music. I like the score. I'd say underutilized. Mm-hmm. That's like really the end. That music comes out at the end. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, that music I think is is highlighted at the beginning, the end, and then like there's the the kind of the techno car chase, which doesn't quite have this that song, but it is kind of that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, getting bang, into the movie. I could have done without that. That's okay. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, right, that's right. fine. I mean, the bang, the bang, the bang. It's a little bit of bang, 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 bang. Uh, So let's get into the movie. So yeah. this is, there's not much bearing at the lead in terms of uh, perspective. We are Matt Damon. We follow Matt Damon to the course of the majority of this movie. We have a couple different glimpses into uh, what's going on in the CIA. So early mm-hmm. on, our characters are Matt Damon. Yep. And then the French fishing crew that yep. picks him up from the from the ocean. And then we get into Chris Cooper, who's playing Conklin. I don't know his first name. Yeah, just Conklin's good. When you're Conklin. in the CIA, you only have one name. Yeah. <laughs> Deputy Director Conklin. Yeah. And then what it, it seems to be his boss is Ward Abbott, who's Brian Cox. Yeah. So that's the the, the main people we're dealing with early on. Mm-hmm. Um, plot wise, when Damon is picked up from the ocean mm-hmm. and he's gotten by the French people, this is probably a posterizer because it's like so important to the movie to have him like yeah. not know who he is. Yeah. I agreed. I, I think that's that's the hook for the this entire series is you're following an an amnesiac spy, right? That's that's a that, that's a very rare thing that we you know at least in my view has not been a wide a wide movie like a wide release movie of the idea of a spy who can retain everything that would take to make him a great spy except for the basic identity of who he is and who he works for, yeah. like. I think the the thing that I, I I don't even know if I quite piece it together until like you know now the second or third viewing for for this is there's very few movies where if you had just said if the lead character did nothing the movie wouldn't exist and that is absolutely what would happen if if Jason Bourne had just woken up on the fishing boat and just decided to be a fisherman for the rest of his life nothing would have happened to him treadstone would have thought he was dead like it's just an interesting thing to think that he basically lets the world know that he's alive and that's what causes the people to come after him yeah which makes you think uh you know in terms of an exit plan that when damon's still lucid mm-hmm. uh, you know maybe your your priority this is what i how i want to get out of it but as we know from the end it doesn't seem like Damon was really trying to get out of it, like get out of the game. It seems like he was just like slain as he decided no. not to, to to finish his assassin. Probably the biggest foul huh? of the movie is, of, is the, is the reasoning. There's a lot of little fouls we'll get to. But, uh, <laughs> but so from this thing, so movie starts right at basically where we get to at the end of the movie is the beginning yeah. of the movie. Is it what, what he realizes the very end is what we see him um, in the condition of being shot in the back as mm-hmm. he's picked up by the French people. So the French yeah. people get him. They have like a doctor on board who gets the bullets out of his back and then finds out he's got like some sort of, some sort of like hologram device in his hip that laser shows, pointer like, <laughs> laser pointer thing that shows like a bank account number. 
And that's really all he's got when he wakes up is that you were found shot and you have this projector in your hip that has a bank account number on it. Yeah. And, you know, quite honorary is how he wakes up as well. He's very angry. Like these first five minutes that we see him on the boat, it's just like nothing but him like threatening the people who's helping and then just getting angry when he can't remember anything, which I guess like if I woke up and I didn't remember anything about my past, I probably wouldn't be in the best mood as a whole. But I do think now going forward, if I ever don't know who I am, I'm going to assume I did some really bad things. Like amnesia seems to only happen to people who are trying to actively forget who they were. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's suspicious to be to wake up without any memory, obviously. But you mm. assume you got shot in the back. It's probably traumatic. Like you're not your first step isn't I'm a spy, which I understand. Like the movie takes a while to get to that point, but mm-hmm. um, one of the the posterizer scene I chose out of that initial batch of like movie time uh, mm-hmm. was about like after like two weeks, I think, as we determined, he's on the French boat for two weeks, mm-hmm. trying to remember who he is just through like rest and and R and R, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the uh, my memory isn't coming back scene. Doing some deadliest catch Italian version. <laughs> Just enjoying the, the marine life. I want to read you better get in there. No, based on these charts, I, I think I may have been closer to the coast. What's this? You like these knots? So it starts to come back there? Yeah? No, it doesn't start to come back. The knots, like everything else, I just found the rope and I did it. Same way I can I can read, I can write, I can add, subtract, I can make coffee, I can shuffle cards, I can set up a yeah, chessboard. Yeah, did we come back? No, it's not coming back, God damn it. That's the point. I'm down here looking through this, all this shit for two weeks I'm down here. It's not working. I don't even know what to look for. We'll come back. <laughs> French guy's just like, you need to calm down, buddy. Right? Unfazed. I'll, you got to give it to that, man. That guy can do like intense surgery on a moving boat in the middle of the ocean, essentially, and is okay with like being violently attacked by the man he saved and being berated at. Like That French fisherman deserves an award. And yeah, he gives I mean, him money at the end. When he leaves the boat, he's like, hey, here's some money. Go go to Switzerland. <laughs> very kind. I mean, you, that's yeah. your your only hope is if you were abandoned at sea with bullets in your back and you get picked up by nice French dudes. Yeah, I mean, that that's really that really happen. is your only hope. What do you, other that or spirit whales? Those are your two options. <laughs> yeah, let's go the castaway route. <laughs> um, so after this, like, uh, we're, we're obviously as an audience, we, we get it. Like, he's got amnesia of a sort. And uh, he's got innate skills locked away, which I always think it's kind of interesting from a movie's perspective where it's marketed as a spy movie. It's marketed as Matt Damon can fight and is going to be like mm-hmm. he's he, people are after him and stuff like that. And when it's like a matter of suspense throughout the course of the plot that the audience is learning of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's always a confusing part to me. It's like, it's not, I'm not, I'm not surprised by this because you told me this going in. Like if I had no Correct. idea what this movie was, maybe it would be suspenseful to have that as the opening of like, Oh, Matt Damon doesn't know who he is. Like what, mm. how's this going to turn out? But from my perspective, watching him, I'm almost like waiting until the actual movie starts. I'm like, okay, mm. I get it. He's, he's, he's assassin. He's like, doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know that he's under threat until bam, he is. And that's when the movie yeah. starts. And that's when it, t- it takes us like 15 minutes to get there. 
Yeah. I think I mentioned a little bit up front, but that would be probably my, in terms of how the movie is structured, my biggest overall complaint is how they show us what's going on with Treadstone. It, they reveal too much. Like, well, at least for me, I don't, I don't feel like scene. this is the next yeah. scene that I had in the post rose. So it's where Abbott is talking to Conklin about, Oh no, sorry. It's like the debrief of the yeah. head of the CIA talking about the failed assassin of Adewale Akinoye, whatever his name is, Busambi. Adewale Akinoye Akbaye. Yeah, that's the actor, and the character's name is Wamba, Wambosi or whatever. That's yeah. the Nigerian or the African dictator that's at the heart of this movie that we know nothing about, really. But mm-hmm. let's, let's play. So this is like the introduction to the CIA side of things. Right after we're getting the, the Matt Damon on the French boat, we, we get this scene. Mm-hmm. That's Nikwana Wambosi speaking in Paris the day before yesterday. He was an irritation before he took power. He was a problem when he was in power, and he's been a disaster for us in exile. He's writing a book about the agency's history in Africa. He's going to name names. It's basically a shakedown. He's demanding the agency's help. He wants us to put him back in power in six months or else. This interview, and I'll make the tape available to anyone who wants it, he goes on to claim that he's just survived an assassination attempt. He says it's us. He says he's got proof. The director wants to know if there's any possible shred of truth in this accusation. I've already assured him there's nobody that reckless on my senior staff. So this is the reveal that it seems as though Abbott and Conklin mm-hmm. went circumvented proper protocol and mm-hmm. tried to assassinate Wambosi using Matt Damon as the yes. assassin, which we, they, yes. which we later learned as a part of a bigger program called Treadstone. But yes. as of now, like 10 minutes in, we learn of the failed assassination. We learn of Abbott and Conklin's involvement. And then we get their, their uh, one-on-one, which I'll play here in a second. Yeah. And it just, it's just too much. Like, at least for me, it's like, you're, you're already giving me essentially almost every piece of information that's going to be revealed as part of the mystery. And like, and therefore like at the very end where it's like, where Matt Damon kind of like shock remembers like what happened. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I like. There could have been no other you know revelation. Like you've laid out every step of this almost to the point of like, it's no longer a mystery. It's just a, here's what, you know, here's a flashback to confirm that you got it right. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like it really does feel like the overall suspense of the movie is Matt Damon finding out he's an assassin. Mm-hmm. Which again, we know from the jump Like we know that. So the, as an audience, when we're getting these like reveals, it's just a matter mm-hmm. of like, okay, when is Damon going to find this out? Yeah. Like that, that's really what we're waiting for. Like, I don't think, I think this movie would have been stronger if we didn't see anything from Treadstone until at the very least after the American embassy. I feel like up through that point, we should still be, I don't know who Jason Bourne is. Like we should be kind of finding out along with him that he has multiple identities that, you know, maybe he starts, you know, the one thing I I feel is kind of interesting is you never really get Jason Bourne, like talking about, huh, am I a bad guy? Yeah. You know, like maybe maybe a little bit towards the end of where like, I don't want to do this job or did this part of this life. Yeah. 
But like, yeah, there's like very little of him like recognizing. Huh, I have a lot of like killing skills, <laughs> and <laughs> but like no like, but like there's never a time where he thinks like, huh, maybe I was hired to kill somebody, or like not till the very very end when we actually start getting like the confirmation of the two different assassins coming after him, and he start. Like, we'll get into Clive Owen's like dramatic uh, explanation of everything that needs to have needs to be told to Jason. But like, like it's just, there's too much that we as the audience know from, you know, from scenes that we shouldn't be party to. Like there's no reason other than Chris Cooper and Brian Cox are excellent. Like, they yeah. are to Chris me the actually in particular. I feel like his yeah. work as as Conklin's like even going above Brian Cox as the board habit. Yeah. I mean, say it's the same issue as the ring. Brian Cox is just like he's got four minutes of screen time. There's only so much you can do with that. And you know, Chris Cooper's given a lot more. And yeah, he's he's when I think of like CIA like bureaucratic leader, I immediately picture Conklin. And that's yeah, and that so- to me. Yeah. So from from their perspective, is these are the real these are the two guys in this movie that are trying to cover their tracks. Mm-hmm. Like from their perspective, the moves that they're making is either they need to ensure that Matt Damon is quiet because he's mm-hmm. the only one that could link them to Wambosi, and they also want to kill Wambosi because that is also the loose end. So yeah. like, and that seems to be more of like, I mean, who knows later on, later on, that could have been just like, oh, I'm going off the, 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 the script with my cohort here. And maybe it was Jess yeah. Ward Abbott who did that. But it seems like from the overall plot of the movie is we're watching two CIA agents attempt to cover up an assassination of a African dictator. That's Correct. my issue with this movie is like, I don't care enough about that plot. Like if mm-hmm. Matt Damon knew secrets deep down in his subconscious that could have like saved like a terror attack from happening or something like that, just like something bigger stakes that I could be like, oh, mm-hmm. we really need Matt Damon to speed this up. We really need to figure things out quickly because like shit's going down and he's not back to his badass self yet. But yeah. instead it's like a kind of like almost is a John Wick movie and almost mm-hmm. is like a, uh, Trying to think of another like movie where you're trying movie, to, like. <laughs> yeah, another, it's a Ven, like almost a vendetta movie. It's just, it's it's not what it's not enough of like a spy thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is, it, it is. It's it's like the after effects of a regular spy movie. It's like we get caught up, like where we start the movie is after the spy mission has ended, like. Yeah. He did everything correctly on the spy mission outside of killing Wambosi. And we just start with his failed assassination attempt, essentially. And we start seeing Treadstone go. First, they think, oh, he just failed and he's dead. Yeah. And they right? have no idea he's lost his memory. That's the one part of the movie that's, that's like, it's like they're the only people that doesn't know Matt Damon's not doing this on purpose. Yeah. Like, again, a movie that couldn't probably happen, you know, nowadays when let's like, hey, get someone and drop him a cell phone or like put a bag in a place, give him a cell phone. Let's talk and let's see, like, what does he know? Because there is no communication attempt, which in this time it's like, okay, well, how could you communicate? But like now... I, I this would be like where there'd be just like, hey, news reports. If you are, if you've seen Jason Bourne, you know, call this number and he could call the number. That's part of the trickiness of it is that they can't let anyone know about Treadstone. Yeah. 
anyway, back to the Matt Damon part of things. Is he off the French boat, goes to the bank account situation that mm-hmm. he found in his hip, finds out he's got a bunch of different passports and a lot of cash on hand? Mm-hmm. That's like sign number one. You're up to Again. no good. Maybe yep. a baddie situation right there. <laughs> like, this is where, like, if I found that, my goal is not to continue to figure out who I am. It's figure out, like, how can I go live away from everyone else while I hopefully get my memory coming back? Because, like, if I have this amount of, amount of money in a security bank, someone's after me. And the fact that I have bullets in my back, like... Yeah. That's a lot of I signs get that. someone's after you. <laughs> Uh, so then he goes, he's, he's got his money bag and a, and a, and a red bag, which I already don't think that's the right move as a spy. Yeah. His, his instincts as a spy shouldn't be, let me keep my money and my passports in a bright red bag that I carry around. Well, the fact that he never switches the bag is the issue. It's like, well, he yeah, keeps that bag for like the, the next week. It's like, switch that bag out. They know <laughs> you're carrying a Santa bag. <laughs> Let's get a different bag out here. Yeah. But he takes his little red bag to the embassy because he's being mm-hmm. tailed by German cops. Yeah. Uh, may or may not be because he beat up a, a pair of German cops in a park because he was trying to sleep at a park and they're like, you can't sleep here. And then his Which, spy like, fighting training took over and he just like mm-hmm. knocked him out before he could even tell what was happening. Yep. And then that is, is that why he was being trailed by the cops? They they kind of allude to that 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 might be because later on we get Treadstone saying they think that this that he also may have assaulted two cops the night before. So like it's and, a, and they had they had a mole at the bank, at the Swiss yes. bank where he had his money where he got his money out of. They that's how they knew that someone checked into the Jason Bourne account. Yeah. So I think it was that guy or Treadstone people that were following him, not necessarily the German police. But like, again, it could be like, hey, they informed him, hey, go look for this guy or something like I don't know exactly. Because sometimes Treadstone has all the reach in the world and sometimes they can't talk to a police officer. So there's a lot of there's a lot of those kind of things. I'm like, I'm not entirely certain what causes the ruckus at the embassy. Is that guy working for Treadstone or just you know, notices that Matt Damon's a suspicious character and tries to get him to stop. But this is where I would say we have two things that could be considered posterizer or scissor wheel is the bench scene. I do think that the first kind of combat where we see Matt Damon kind of like almost surprised he can do this is, I think, a definitive memorable moment of Born Identity. And then also we get the actual escape from the embassy, which I do think also would qualify as a potential scissor wheel moment. Yeah, a lot of like we're talking about suspense. Like the the this is where the movie does does a pretty good job of giving you realism in the espionage and the the fighting, the hand to hand combat, like all that kind of stuff. Like obviously, Jason Bourne is like super good at it, but it's not like it's not like you're you're watching someone like snap necks with like no effort or like dodge bullets or like show lifting cars or like John wick gun moves. Like this seems (laughs) pretty normal human abilities that he's just very good at. Like the direct fighting combat and the embassy looked Mm -hmm. very believable when he's like scaling the building because he dropped his bag out the window and then he's like climb down and get it. Like all that kind of stuff seems very difficult, but not out of the realm of possibility, which we have gotten into now with a lot of the newer action movies. Like Mm -hmm. you need to, you need to like be able to lift a car over your head to be, to show the strength that you need to have a main character nowadays 
where this felt yeah. a little bit more like normal skill levels. Yeah, th- th- that's why this I think is you know a, a lower A action movie in that yeah the the climax essentially of the embassy escape is him slow mo cr- you know not crawling yeah. but like you know going down a, a wall. Let's you know like, now it would hundred percent like he leaps off of it, lands on a car. Yeah. And like that braces, like almost like a training day situation where it's not like uh-huh. you're seeing him like carefully lower himself story by story by using like bricks. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. The, I will say that that's a thing, a point to this one is that it tries to also show like the intelligence that you would need to be a spy to not just can you, you know, do some combo attacks, but also like, can you figure out where the exits are? Are you aware of your surroundings? Can you pull off the, the, uh, the map of where, of what the, place looks like so you know where all the exits are and then you know can you problem solve like i do think that that's why this movie does have the espionage aspect is it is it is also trying to talk to the idea of you don't only need fighting skills to be a successful spy you also need to be able to blend in you need to be aware, you know all of those kinds of elements but yeah nowadays it would you would never have the culmination of an action scene be climbing down a wall it would be you got a jackie chan parkour your way up a wall to go down a wall to slide across a roof like you know it is low key in terms of the action they're going for but i think that that is more of the idea like this is more of like a low key you're not looking for action every five minutes it is going to be more of explosive bursts of action that separate out the kind of like you know labyrinthian plot of, of what you know, Bourne and Treadstone are both trying to figure out together. Yeah. Um, and the embassy is also where we meet our other main character, Marie, mm-hmm. who Matt Damon or Bourne sees while he's in line before he gets like his covers blown and they start like mm-hmm. trying to grab him. He sees Marie arguing with an embassy worker about something like a passport or identification. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, and then he links up with her outside, sees her leaving right as he scaled the building and it's like, Hey, I'll give you 10 grand. You take me to Paris. Mm-hmm. And she says, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's some hesitation, but all it takes is double the money and let's get in this car. <laughs> yeah. And like that, I do like their chemistry. I, I do think that the, again, the atypicalness of their romance, like mm-hmm. it's not heavy handed at first. So there's not like, glances where she's catching at him when he's sleeping or like he's got it's it's very just like normal like through the course of the ordeal that they're going through is how mm-hmm. they become bonded yeah and i do like that like, uh, overall their their car trip like getting back to born's apartment which yeah. I, he he figured out from the passport uh yeah he, he i think he called the number that was like on one of the things on the passport or something and that's how he figured out he had an apartment in paris yeah, so that's where he's getting Marie's help to get to. Um, yeah. But they again, they get a little bit closer through the course of the drive. She goes into the apartment with him, which may or may not have been like a, hey, let's hook up situation. Mm-hmm. But they get up in there, and then as Damon's like looking around, he notices stuff's amiss. Yeah, which I didn't quite, uh, I still to this, I'm, I've been watching this a few times. I don't really know what is like, it's to me, it's like, it's not noticeable enough that it, to me, it's just whatever. All right, Bourne's got ESP slash he can see things I can even see when they're trying to call it out to me. At first, but he's trying to figure out, and I love the other name choice. His partner, his name is something Michael Kane. 
John Michael Caine. John Michael Caine. Well, that's which Tim. Is that's his name. That's Tim, yeah. But that, he didn't yeah. know that at this point. He thinks yeah. that that's a partner of his. So he's trying to call mm-hmm. that his area of business or is his, his hotel or something and finds out mm-hmm. he's supposedly also dead, which yep. was like triggers him. His like spidey senses start tingling. And then he <laughs> thinks at first, like when he's walking around his apartment, he thinks Marie's bad. Mm. Marie's like trying to take a shower. She's like, Hey, the hot water's not working. And he's like slowly flanking her with a knife. Thinking is that, that what's going on? Thinking that it's her. And then when she comes out of the room, they like look at each other real quick. Then he like notices a glass window. And right as he turns to look at the window, a guy with a gun shoots through it as he like, I don't even know what he's wearing. It's some sort of like grappling hook cable. And he just like on like a projectile launches himself into the, that's he had all of the elements of surprise Uh known to man. And Mm -hmm. then he just kamikaze in there. Like, and a submachine gun. <laughs> a submachine gun, which he loses instantly. I mean, how are you the best Treadstone has to offer? Hey, come on, Castile. What are you, how'd you do? You how'd knew, you earn that name? You knew he was coming to this apartment. Clearly, you killed an, a little lady downstairs. Shot her right yeah. in the head. Were, were you just late? Like, you showed up after he got there? Yeah, I didn't understand the staging. I didn't know if that guy was just like hiding, waiting for them, like to spring a trap. I don't know if he came in, like if he's waiting on the street, saw them go up and then followed them. And yeah, like he's wearing like a repelling cable because he came in from the chimney or the roof or something. I don't know what the window he is he's crashing into. But I, I did not for once thought that Jason Bourne thought Maria was bad. I thought he was going around the apartment because he thought someone else was in the apartment and that he put the knife down because he didn't want to spook Marie. That's why I thought like he kind of puts the knife down when he sees her is that he doesn't want to scare her. Could be. I mean, I got the, I got the sense where it's just like his spidey senses yeah. were going off and he didn't know quite why yet. Sure. I can, I can buy something's that. Something's going on. Like, is it Marie? Like, my body's telling me that I need to be on guard. Yeah, I think the idea, like what I get, what I got from it is that he's talking about like, yeah, I'm turning the wall. Like he's trying to like draw some of the tension to make them think he's in the kitchen. And then he's slowly like still talking about being in the kitchen, trying the water while he's going around and trying to flank to see if someone's going to go into the kitchen. And maybe that's why the guy jumps out thinking that they're in the kitchen. I I don't know. But I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so we get the fighting. This is this is a foul. But it's not to say the fighting isn't good. Like I do think the hand-to-hand combat again is successful. It's the, I think mm-hmm. the posterizers of the movie, honestly, is how realistic a lot of the hand-to-hand combat is. A lot of the mm-hmm. same ways. I mean, you amp this up to a higher degree. It's John Wick. I mean, John John sure. Wick is this movie on steroids. Yeah, I mean, John. Yeah, this movie walks that John Wick could you know could climb, walk, drive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the the sense of this is you have these two like super soldier assassins fighting each other, mm-hmm. so they're just really good, and it just it, it gave you that sense as they're fighting of just like any moment could be a death blow, but they aren't like, it's not like uppercut city where like they should be getting knocks out like knocking each other. It just feel it felt like a believable fight. Yeah, I will give it. And that. it felt like both of them got got some got some moments in. You know, it's it's always things like this where like you know if you if you're talking like a real fighter, they're like you know if if someone's really talented, even going up against someone who's really talented, if there's no rules, like fights probably would last like seven minutes, seven Wait, seconds. It goes straight like, to the ground and it's <laughs> a grappling match. Um, but the the foul of this of this scene and a lot of the action scenes that are to come is the sound effects because they're just mm-hmm. like it's like watching a comic book come to life. 
Yeah. Let's play this real quick. I mean, obviously you're not you're not watching anything, so those are just noises. But it really did feel like those don't. That does not sound like a punch. Are you kidding me? Like when <laughs> it was definitely he swing and hit, and you'd hear that. I'm like, what is happening? It just sounds like like a like a board being hit. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was like you know early Batman flashbacks of kapow, bang, kaboom, <laughs> whoosh. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we get a, eventually we get a knockout from Damon and he's just like trying to settle Marie down because Marie's freaking out about it. She sees in his like little assassin's backpack that he had mm-hmm. a bunch of like pictures of them of Marie yep. and, 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 and Bourne. Mm-hmm. And she starts freaking out like, how does he know who I am? Uh, I'm going crazy over here. And then the assassin takes the opportunity to, <laughs> to kill himself. I'm going to play that scene real quick. Get this from- I'll do this. I'll do this. You stay there. Stay there. He's a liability. She hurt. I mean, the second he gets off of whoever he just knocked out, what was that guy's name? Do we know? That was Castile. That was Castile. So that guy, he's definitely, I mean, he's diehard for for Treadstone. Yeah. He he didn't give a name. He gave nothing. He just came in there with his Uzi, failed his mission, and jumps out the window. Like, doesn't even try and escape. Like, that's like that. That's <laughs> the less that... the jump at that point. Like, you woke up, Matt Damon turned around. You took that time to die. You took the time to kill yourself. Right? Like, didn't even try and like do a born like scale down those side of the of the building or anything. Nope, just like legit pancake belly flop <laughs> down. <laughs> Like that, the, you know, that that's that's uh, that's loyalty money can't buy right there. Exactly. So. <laughs> that that that's what we need. That's what we need out of our out of, out of our I don't know, manufactured assassins. Like, I, I don't know enough in Treadstone still. We'll get to that at the end. Well, um, I do love that. Like we we we've, we've kind of skipped a little bit of the Treadstone, which is fine. We don't need to get back to everything. But like at one point, like right after they know that Boren's alive, like after they get the check in, he's like, "Wake them all up, call everybody." And the guy's like, "Call everybody," and essentially they call three people. People <laughs> and Julia Styles. And Julia well, Styles, yeah. Julia Styles isn't a part of Treadstone. Blew my mind. She's just a tech girl. Well, she's she's a part of Treadstone. She's just well, like I mean, a, it, she's, she's not, like not an, an assassin. Agent. Yeah, I thought no. like she was. And this is me because again, I thought that we get more uh, of an understanding of what Matt Damon is and what Treadstone is in this movie, but I guess we mm-hmm. don't. I think it's in the uh, extra movies. Yep. Um, but are they clones? No, I don't think so. I know that <laughs> you know at at the end <laughs> when when Clive Owen does his exposition of death, he mentions like, "Oh, we were given pills." Yes. And then that and that idea of being given pills feels like it gets stretched out over the next four movies, and I still don't quite understand what the pills are there for or how Bourne's able to survive without without having the pills. Like that area of what Treadstone's doing with with the pills and like the psycho training, I I do not understand to this okay. day. Well, maybe I'll give some of my theories when we get to the end after okay. uh, some of the Conklin rant. Um, okay, so we get the assassin jumping out of the window. Marie is obviously shook at this point. This is no longer fun and games to Marie. <laughs> nope. People have died. Nope. Um, and then we get a quick like ultimatum where Damon's like, you can leave. You you need to pick. Yeah. Like, you stay or you go. Um, mm-hmm. And then she decides to stay. Yeah. 
Right. That's oh, we did. Uh, we did. We did miss one other potential posterizer scene, which was right, like kind of maybe right before the Paris apartment attack is when um, Bourne and Marie are driving and he first kind of says, I have amnesia. And then they go to the diner. And when when Bourne starts talking about, like, I know all six exits, I know which car is is the most likely to have a have a uh, have a uh, gun in it. I know that the yeah. guy at the bar can handle himself like that, I feel, is also a posterizer for this movie. Like, If there's one quote, it's that quote, I think, that is the Bourne quote. Yeah, this is another one, like when he realized he's an assassin that I feel like plays that same lane of like now, I like, why do I have all these skills that are like underlaced? through all of my like actions and stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. I do think that that's a good attributable quote to born though. I don't know how many people remember that. Like I see all the exits. I think that's a big one. I, yeah. th- I think the, you know, I, I count six exits. Yeah, I think that's, especially with her saying, well, I know, I, I know where the exits are too. And him like, no, no, no. I know. <laughs> I know. That one takes two, two quarter pounds of square inch power to open. That one over yeah. there is six. So if you need to jump, you jump out the tour. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's go back to the CIA timeline now. So we got, okay. Wambosi, who's still a nuisance, he's threatening to go public with the attempted assassination. He wants mm-hmm. the CIA to help him get back into power, I guess. Um, so we go and we're we get a little bit of a uh, a scene with him talking to his head of security. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it right now: I think Wambosi summons his own death. <laughs> in this scene. How ridiculous it is! Says it three weeks before it was killed. Mr. Wambosi told police. <laughs> this is it. Sir, please. They want what? And we will give them what? If they want to kill me, they better kill me the first time. They better kill me dead. They better kill me when I'm in my sleep. Nikwana, listen to me. We need these people. It's hard enough getting people that we know to help us. We need to be careful. We? No, you. You need to bring me back that bastard kid's head, put it out in front of this house, and show them what kind of war we are fighting. But that is... And just like that, we get a next shot to Wambosi. Right? I mean, you can't be coming off saying, like, they better kill me dead. Like, you only say that when you're in a panic room. Like, <laughs> when this is, the, this is the crux of my issue with this being the... Like, the point of the movie is like silencing yeah. Wambosi is like what does that mean like he's dead now and it means nothing to the movie yeah yeah again we I would have liked it if like if on Bourne's body he had some like news clipping about Wambosi and so we learn it through you know Bourne as opposed to knowing anything about it through Treadstone because yeah it, it is it's not deep enough. They basically just say like, yeah, he's got some CIA secrets. And, you know, because of that, we tried to assassinate him. Now that we failed that, he's even a bigger liability. Like that, yeah. that's really all it is. It's just like, yeah, this guy seems like a bad warlord who we might have helped in the past. And now we no longer want to help. <laughs> like it definitely, like when you said, you very like, patriotic, uh, I'm like, I don't know. Like, this Saddam, like that, that, that type of like relationship where we end up, like we put him in power just to kill him later. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was just a big like I don't care moments of the movie, and like mm-hmm. they they really did it. They he was the like Wambosi was in the movie like three times. Yeah. Like in the beginning, and like, he ID'd yeah. the whoever they they pretended to be um, Matt Damon in the body bag when he mm-hmm. went to check the the identity of the so called assassin that they had 
Yeah, you can get rid of both morgue scenes. We don't need yeah. any morgue scenes in this movie. <laughs> that's basically like, how, as if we're on parallel yeah. time. Like, we get Juan Bosi and his crew going to the morgue to see the body, right mm-hmm. as Damon and Marie are, not right, like, they show up later yeah. in the day, so they aren't showing up at the same time. But then we get Bourne finding out he's assassin, like, right after. That's the clip I played right before. Let's play that now. <laughs> says that three weeks before he was killed, Mr. Wombosi told police that a man came onto his yacht five miles off the coast of Marseille and tried to kill him. It says that he chased the man off the boat and shot him twice in the back. says I'm an assassin. So, boom. Right as Wombosi dies, Trigger Mm -hmm. released the so-called explosive CAA secrets that that someone tried to kill him on a boat. And that's mm-hmm. how Matt Damon finds out he's an assassin. Which is like, come, put a little of this together. Who yeah. would have the skills that you have? Who would be under constant surveillance and attack like you are right now? Like, either you're a high-value, like, super agent, which mm-hmm. you are, or you're a criminal. Yeah. Like, one of the two. Yeah, there's no in-between here, Bourne. You got... <laughs> and, and, and to Marie... If any person just has a duffel bag filled with assorted, you know, country's money, <laughs> do not let them ride with you. Like, and then do not continue the trip after they give you a reason, like a valid, like, yeah, now's time when you need to go. Even this close to dying. This close, Marie. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if we want to go right into it, but essentially after the, the Paris apartment, I believe is where we get into the car chase. Yes. Right. That's as the, they're as Damon they're leaving, yeah, yeah, they're leaving the the Paris apartment after uh, after the 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 jumping suicide by Castile. They they eventually head down. We get a few like you know scenes from Treadstone. We're like, oh, like that's them, right? And we we see the French police they're kind of like, memory. yeah, they're they're on it, right? And then you know, so Bourne's like telling her to go, you know, but she doesn't want to go. And then we get like him, re- him re- recognizing, oh, these police are coming at us. Like they know yeah. that, you know, they know what's going on. And so, yeah, we get probably I, to me the most adrenaline portion of the movie, mainly because while all the, the the martial action is very good in my opinion, it is relatively short. I don't think any of the actual like physical action scenes are more than like a minute long. Whereas this car chase scene. I think it's close to like four or five minutes and it, yeah, it's and pretty it's got good involved music. They, they're in a, like a smaller Italian car. They go mm-hmm. down the stairs. That's fine. You got it. If you're in a small car, it's a requisite. If you're in Europe that you have to go downstairs. Like, yeah. You can't. No. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it's just like a lot of it was well choreographed to a degree of like, it makes sense how they allude. Yes. Yeah. That's why a lot of it isn't like they're taking they're like they're, cutting corners on the Matt Damon getting away part of the movie. Mm-hmm. That part I think is done thoroughly well. Like there's not, a, there's not, there's not many moments in the movie. Where I'm like, it's unbelievable that he keeps surviving. Yeah. The issue of it is like, I keep getting bored about why they want to find him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I would say after the car chase, to me, there's a good 20 minutes that are just kind of like, ugh, like just slow. We're getting, we're getting through plot. That's that. After the car chase is is where we get, uh, you know, kind of the romance blooming, which to me, like, it's not bad, but like in a movie like this, the relationship should never be center stage. Like, it's so hard to try and, you know, 
I'm not, I don't even know who Jason Bourne is. Like, is he someone I should be rooting for or not? Like we, you really don't even know that. And then like to try and throw in like, Oh, you know, (laughs) these two people who both seem a little sketchy. Like I want to get into their romance and like, I got to believe in the romance. Like, no, this is where like, it needs to be much more into the throwdown. Like let's, if you're going to give me like a sex scene, make it a sex scene as opposed to like a romance scene of like, we're going to do each other's hair. (laughs) It felt, it felt, yeah, well, that that was fun. That's like a a tropey way of like, oh, I didn't realize that I liked you. It's like I have to get real close to you and intimate mm-hmm. to cut the back of your head for an identity mm-hmm. change. Yeah, uh, that was until nice. you're until you're in a in a uh, in a wet shirt. I had no idea I was attracted <laughs> to you. She she just felt a lot like a, like an old school Bond girl. Just like you're mm-hmm. there as a you're useful when I need a sidekick, but for the most part, I'm just protecting you the whole movie. Yeah, to give me like more of a. Uh, you know, a, a hero's journey, but yeah, the the romance it wasn't offensive to me because I believed their chemistry together. Like it seemed sure. believable, but hey, yeah. I didn't need it. Didn't need it. Uh, and it gets to a point where CIA is closing in on them. Wambosi died like right near where they are, and so they mm. need to go to a new like hideout. So that's yeah. when we get like. Again, CIA trying to track them. They're like, all right, who is this Marie girl? Where could she be taking him? They put little pin dots on the areas she's lived before. She ends up taking him to her stepbrother's house. Yeah, Which I did not catch their relationship. I 100% believe that this was an ex-boyfriend. Yes, like, listen to this. So this is, so they get there to the, step, to the stepbrother's house. She says he's never there, so it's not uh-huh. an issue. Like the family's been in their house for a long time and there's no, there's no reason for anyone to be there. And then the second they show up, guess who's there <laughs> with his daughter play. and a dog. <laughs> yeah. Let's play this scene real quick. It's really short. Eamon. Hey, surprise. It's me, Marie. Wow. Uh, God, there's a really good reason for this. Bloody well better be. And there's not. Like why? But why is that? Like it seemed like their relationship's not good. Like she's like, oh, I I know I promised I'd never like see you or your kids again, but I'm here. Yeah, and and to a further point, Jason Bourne, high level spy, knows without a shadow of a doubt that someone is on his case, and they know that he's with Marie. Like, yeah. I feels like number one priority would be we do not go anywhere that we have ever been before. And yet, like, of Marie, who seems to be like a vagabond, you know, like bohemian who doesn't stay in one place again, 20 years ago, not everyone had a cell phone. So, like, it's it's believable that someone lived kind of off the, off the digital trail a little bit. But... To see the CIA be able to go like, yep, these are the five or six places that she's you know had a phone number or, or done something over the last three years or five years or whatever it was, and then not to have Bourne go, you know what, let's not go to your stepbrother's house. Like it, it would have made more sense if it was like, yeah, this was a guy that I dated for like a week or like something like that, where it's like I didn't think anybody would know I stayed there, but yeah, I forgot I called my mom from his house. Like yeah. that would make a lot more sense than stepbrother. <laughs> Yeah, and again, like uh, you'd assume Damon would have more instructions for himself in that grab bag of being like, hey, there's a potential of you being in danger if you're coming to this place. These are my Mm -hmm. safe houses. I have them scheduled Mm -hmm. all over. You'd think he'd be like, 
that's the type of guy he is throughout the movie is like he's five steps ahead like he's this is the way you got to elude detection and then when it push comes to shove he did not set himself up for success with just passports and a money bag yeah (laughs) Uh, but they end up at the house with kids there damon's Mm -hmm. like "Uh, i don't know if i feel like i should be hiding around where a whole family could also get killed (laughs) I mean, but it, but in you know, in pure movie fashion, turns out to be not an issue at all. Like, no, like they, obviously, again, it's dog sense kicks in. <laughs> yeah, the dog collateral, which they find out the dog is missing. It's like, oh, that must be an assassin on like taking out the dog first. And this is strange because okay, so the assassin, <laughs> we yep. we had one assassin who tried to kill Born so far and failed. He killed himself, jumped out the window. Spectacularly failed, yes. Like, yeah. yeah, these Treadstone assassins are the worst assassins I think I've seen in movie history. Well, I don't know, because the next one, who's Clive Owen, he's the professor. Yeah. He kills Wambosi. Sure, for the, with a sniper good. rifle. That's how but, you do assassins. Yeah, exactly. He brings that same equipment with him uh-huh. to, to go kill Damon. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He sets up shop in the middle of a cornfield? Yeah, that's where you. That's where you sniper out of. Is like out of the. He, you don't want any higher ground. You want he, below ground. What are you doing? By cornfield, and no escape. You're just in a cornfield. <laughs> but anyway, so like Damon figures out he's there because the dog's missing. Yeah, causes a distraction. He blows up some sort of propane tank mm-hmm. that like super blows up. Gives yeah. enough distraction for people to get out of the house. Then he's like got. Clive Owen cornered in the corn in the cornfield and does a couple like gun tactic moves to find his location mm-hmm. and just like rips through Clive Owen. Yeah. Like the professor didn't put up a fight. No. No. This, Doc this professor got shot <laughs> twice with a minimal resistance. And like he's again Castile alive, like, and I'm giving you nothing. I'm jumping out yeah. this window before you have a chance to even like try and torture me. Like, Clive Owen, like, number one, must know he's dying because, like, he's dead within about 30 seconds of gunshot. Wow. But in those 30 seconds, he is able to give Jason Bourne every piece of information that that Jason Bourne had not heard of at this point. Well, like, let's. <laughs> I have I have the professor's dying. Whatever we 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 want to call it monologue. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't see it as helpful. I think it's kind of like it's, ridiculously vague and like kind of strange. It is. It, it's not helpful, but like just the fact that like he thought this is what I want to tell Jason Bourne, the person I'm going to be like I was here to kill and has now killed me. Let me talk about random pills and treadstone as opposed to just saying you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> like, did these guys train together? They might have been homies. Treadstone. Both of us. Treadstone? Which one? Paris. I live in Paris. Do you get the headaches? Yeah. I get such bad headaches. You know, at night when you're driving a car. I don't know, maybe it's something to do with the headlights. What is Treadstone? Treadstone said pills. <laughs> they said go to Paris. Is Treadstone in Paris? I mean... Why even include that in the movie? <laughs> like, what are we? Because what he needs the name. I, I... We didn't learn anything new from the audience. <laughs> no, 
if anything, I'm more confused. Like I'm more the, confused. The idea, like again, they brought up headaches now like two or three times. Like Bourne mentions he has a headache, and now he says like I've had these headaches. Nothing in this movie has anything to do with headaches or reasoning. It is purely so that they have things to do in the next few movies around these headaches and pills. Yeah, which I guess they had planned this to be like a franchise. What well, is off a book? Like there is a yeah. there was a trilogy of books already at this point. Yeah. Is the the way they wrap it? We'll get to the wrap up portion here. I think I can, it's almost like they have a half foot in, half foot out for a sequel. Yes. Yeah, but let, let's continue here. So we get the professor dying, mm-hmm. and then um, Bourne gets his phone and ends up calling Treadstone. Yep. And was and is like, uh, "I'm on to you, bitches." Basically. <laughs> Like all of a sudden with, with like, he doesn't, he still does not have any like leverage. There's nothing that he really has to offer Treadstone. He just calls them and says like, Hey, I want you to meet me here in like 24 hours or whatever, 12 hours, whatever. Do it. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why would they do that? They want you dead. Like, why would the guy actually show up again? Other than the fact that at this point they have no idea Bourne's got amnesia. So they must think yeah. that, you know, and then they kind of mention they're like, oh, Bourne must be going real rogue. Yeah. All right. Let, let's play the Abbott and Conklin, uh, Conklin arguing scene here. This is, this is, we didn't play a lot of their scenes, but mm. I love this scene. Like, th- this might be like the posterizer for me because I love Chris Cooper and I like Brian Cox. And I really feel like this is, this is the rivalry I wanted to get more of. So, what are we going to do? I told you I'd clean this up. That's what I'm doing. Can you really bring him in? I think we're past that, don't you? What, do you have a better idea? Well, so far, you've given me nothing but a trail of collateral damage from Zurich to Paris. I don't think I could do much worse. Well, why don't you go upstairs and book a conference room? Maybe you can talk him to death. Boom. Laying the hammer down on Mr. Abbott there. Right? Yeah, guess, guess, much like Wombosi, I believe someone might have just sealed their own death warrant <laughs> yeah you don't, you don't tell, you don't CIA tell agent. yeah you don't tell your cia boss to go rent a conference room that's basically like kill me <laughs> yeah well this is kind of where i'm officially confused at conklin like when okay. so he mans up he's like you know what i'm doing this i'm going out into the field i'm going to solve this myself goes mm-hmm. to paris obviously with like a full squad of people to protect him which matt damon figures out and is like, you didn't uphold our deal, whatever, tracks him back to his hideout mm-hmm. where he's staying with Julia Stiles who are the, she's trying to find I a like job. That. Man. <laughs> I like that. But she gets, um, her technical prowess is defeated by Matt Damon, who like somehow shuts off the energy to the building. The little EMP shuts down her security system, gets in. Mm-hmm. And then corners conklin this to me is the if you're going to talk about like actual like saying posterizers this chris cooper born yeah i'm going to play in its entirety because i have a lot of questions about this the crazy power shift that happens because remember it is so good so good matt damon mr born has a gun on conklin julia styles is like in the background, terrified. She's not, yeah. I mean, more or less, she's not here. She's mm-hmm. in the room, but not doing anything. But you have Damon, gunpoint, 
on Conklin's face being like, you're the bad guy, what's going on? And then listen to how Conklin changes the, the dynamic here. You better take a look around. There's not much left. Are you Treadstone? Am I Treadstone? Me? What the hell are you talking about? He's lost it. You better start filling in the blanks here. Because I thought we were on the same side. Whose side is that? Boy, you don't know what you're doing, do you, Jason? You don't have a goddamn clue. Who am I? You're a U.S. government property. You're a malfunctioning $30 million weapon. You're a total goddamn catastrophe. And by God, if it kills me, you gotta tell me how this happened. Why are you trying to kill me? What happened in Marseille? Why, why are you trying? You sent me to kill Wambosi. Kill Wambosi? Yeah, we can do that anytime we want. I can send Nikki to do that for Christ's sake. <laughs> Mr. Wambosi was supposed to be dead three weeks ago. He was supposed to have died in a way where the only possible explanation was that he'd been murdered by a member of his own entourage. I don't send you to kill. I send you to be invisible. I send you because you don't exist. Now I want to know. Yes, like almost like a parent scolding a child there. Yeah. Where it's like, 100%. who's got the gun? Who's the one being threatened? It was just like, oh, I, I was so shocked that that was like the the end basically of the movie yeah. was Damon being scolded for being a bad CIA agent and him mm -hmm. saying, you know what? I quit. Don't follow me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, what? he, you know, he quits and then like proceeds to kill like three or four oh, Treadstone yeah. agents and like out, out the door. I got to put a final exclamation mark on my for good old time <laughs> Yeah, I do feel like uh, one of the visual posterizers was him body surfing a dead agent as he, falls to the lower story of the apartment building mm -hmm. and shoot someone on the way down. Oh, yeah, that was nice. pretty, that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Conklin, it turns out he's a fucking badass. just completely power moves on that. Damon gets him and Julia styles out of the predicament of dying goes down and it's like about to leave. And then bad boy, Abbott <laughs> says, no, no, no. You don't think I can do something from the conference room? Let me make a collect call to what's this? What's this assassin's name? Do you uh, remember? Hold on, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the third one was. It was something. Uh, something like cool. Man he has like one of the cooler. Yeah, yeah Mannheim. Yeah, That's I'm like, cool all right, one. steamroller, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. So Mannheim just goes and 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 just straight up murders Conklin. Yeah, which I mean, okay, like again, it, they they do try and like. Hey, let's wrap this thing up. Yeah. Like the last like 10 minutes is like born attacking Treadstone office, you know, basically saying I'm done. And then the next 10 minutes is just, Hey, everyone, we're on bow duty. Let's start tying these things up. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, you got to not finish it. <laughs> right. We can only have one CAA boss at the end of this movie, which one we want. All right. I guess we're going to go with Abbott. Sure. Then we'll, the Conklin's got to die. Yeah, is he go. cool? No, he dies. Just <laughs> taking yeah. a bullet in the face. So this Again, is Treadstone uh, agents, not great. Not, I mean, they're they're just either Damon is the best Treadstone by a mile, or mm. the rest of it is just they need to get the better vetting processes, get some better yeah. agents involved. Yeah. The other three do not understand the concept of invisible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's play. This is kind of like the ending montage of the movie. We get Abbott talking to, which I think is Congress. Yeah. The Treadstone project has actually already been terminated. 
It was designed primarily as a sort of advanced game program. We'd hoped it might build into a good training platform, but quite honestly, for a strictly theoretical exercise, the cost-benefit ratio was just too high. It's all but decommissioned at this point. All right. What's next? Okay. This is Blackbriar. Blackbriar is a joint DOD communications program that we really feel has good traction. Yeah. So yeah, you like the obviously what they're doing there is like one mm. program goes away, another program comes to life, sequels, right? Mm. Uh, then the very end of the movie is like Damon happily ever after with Marie. Yeah. He like goes to Greece. We get the music playing at the end, and we get a nice little kiss moment. Mm-hmm. My happy oh, ever was that, after. Was that the music that dun 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 dun? dun. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just like, it is both central. It's like, Bourne's like, I resigned and now I'm going to go with the lady, the only woman I know in the world. <laughs> she seems good. That's all I needed. Right? The only one who I know her name. That's the one I'm going to go after. Like that, that's the hard part with something like this is it would be interesting. And I don't think the sequels go into is like, what if he had a longtime girlfriend? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, think the sequel's going to it. I doubt Treadstone Assassins have much of a personal life, but I mean, the professor seemed to have like a mild-mannered desk job as like maybe an actual school professor and also like a side profession as a Treadstone Assassin. So I don't know what these people are doing as like their co- cover stories, you know, but it doesn't feel like they should have to do anything because they're invisible, but it does feel like they have like everyday work-a-day jobs. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I know so little. And we're, I mean, I, I still, I mean, I haven't watched the sequels in a long ass time. Mm. I don't know what's going on. Like, if I were to leave this theater back in 02 and I'm like talking, okay, what is born? The only things that you have to go off of are basically what Conklin, what, what Conklin says at the end was yeah. that you're a $30 million asset of the government and you're mm-hmm. there to do our bidding. Mm hmm. That's all we know, right? At the end of this movie is that there's this the Treadstone was, was full of a couple assassins who had different areas of operation. Mm-hmm. Damon was Paris. Yep. And that's really all we get. We don't know, like, are these people willing into the program? Are they, like, born soldiers? Like, we're, like is that where the born comes? I think like, for some reason later on, I feel like we learned that they're all plucked from birth or something like that and raises super soldiers and all they know is fighting. I know that there's some, there's all, it feels like all of these like, you know, government take control of people and turn them. It's almost always orphans. You know, it's always like, aha, we don't, like you a know. Wolverine type of deal. You know, but I, I mean, I don't want to, you know, super spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen, I think at least the third one. Cause that's where we really like, cause the, the, the remaining thrust of the born plots as they go forward is more of like, was he duped into this? Was it was it like a mind control that made him be an assassin? And I think what we end up finding out as an ultimate reveal is that no, he willingly chose to be an assassin, and he was not a great guy. And that when we <laughs> when he wakes up as as you know as Jason Bourne here in, in our movie is where we start where uh, we completely skipped over it. I need to get your thoughts on the reason that Jason Bourne goes from the top of the tippity top of Treadstone to being a failed assassin is he's unwilling to kill someone when they have their kid next to them. 
Well, I think that's uh, that's his fault. Yeah, because he cozied up to him as his as his like in his entourage, and like that's the moment he chose was to like kill him as he's sleeping with his kids. But he like has a soft spot for children, I guess. Yeah, it, it, n- I don't. I don't think that there's anybody else under the age of like 15 in this movie, like to even get a remote sense of like, give me something where Jason Bourne won't hit hurt kids, or he has a good relationship with kids, or something a where he was like standing over the stepbrothers' kids, like as they were sleeping, because um, he he couldn't sleep. He woke up and he was like hovering over them, being like, "We can't stay here. <laughs> there's kids here." Okay, I, I forgot about them. So you're, you're, I'll give you that. I'll give him that. But it's just such a weird thing to think like that. You know, it's like it's like James Bond being like, no, I couldn't do it because there was a kid near it, near near like the ultimate bad guy. It's like I ah, no an issue. I have more of an issue. Is like, where's the reason why he lost his memory? Both like I the wish back, there would have been like memories, that's, right? like if you don't take your pills, you lose your memory, or mm. if like if you fail a mission, there's like an auto like auto purge of everything so you can't be caught and like give secrets or something like an explanation of like why is he have selective amnesia here is it because of the gunshots like the trauma i think that's like, what you have to go off because he's not we like we see it he's not hitting the head like it it i mean unless like as he's falling overboard like he does like a horse style kind of fall off the boat and, <laughs> and nails really his head gets, on the boat really gets momentum as he slams his head into the water uh but yeah like th- i mean that's a great fix to this is if you were telling this now as opposed to 20 years ago you could very easily just say yeah and you know the thing in his hip is actually in his you know Final cord, and yeah, as soon as the th- they register that he died, even if it was like where he could get resuscitated, it has yeah. a failsafe to delete anything Treadstone related. Like, but yeah. he still gets everything. Like, he still has everything else. Makes perfect sense. This you At just have like, to make the logic. My sense. It makes the, again, yeah. as far as like, oh, CIA can do it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, again, it doesn't make sense. Like, we can't. We don't have that technology yeah. now. But it makes sense <laughs> if you write it in the movie. Like, again, well, I'm willing to go with movies when they tell me that they have the ability to do it, as long as they don't like double back and say, "Oh, but we can only do it in like one instance." You know? Yeah. Um, it could even have been like a, to the degree of like all the characters in the movie that we saw up until mm-hmm. a certain point were operating under the assumption that that this is impossible. There's no way for an agent to lose their memory. But then we learn, like, oh, there's this, like, sub-operation of, like, bigger bad guys that are, like, trying to get the Treadstone program to do their bidding. Mm-hmm. Like, even that would have been, like, oh, there is, like, a greater scheme afoot. But there really isn't. Yeah. So it's, like, the whole movie is the resolution of the Wambasi, other Wambosi stuff. And then mm-hmm. we get into Blackbriar. Yeah. I-, I do have a question for you. Which, which do you find is more unbelievable? Matt Damon, Jason Bourne, pulling off convincing French as being like the French operative, right? He's of Treadstone. <laughs> or that in the safety deposit box, he could convincingly pull off all of those nationalities, including Brazilian. <laughs> I mean, the accent work from him, really, they, they did their best at being like, we're only going to give you a few scenes where you do other languages. Yeah, and a few sentences. So just like really nail these sentences, and you'll and you will. Everyone will assume you're fluent. Yes. The stronger issue I had was Marie's accent work. Mm. Is she French, or is she German? I think she's German. 
right? I yeah. think she sounds French. <laughs> the whole time. I'm constantly I, yeah. confused. Like, didn't they meet in Germany? But now we're in France, and she sounds like she's French, and everyone around her is like, they look the same. Like, I just, she didn't seem German to me. I, I think I like I get like when the Treadstone people are like, oh, this girl's like a nomad. She lives all over the place. I get like, okay, then maybe she wouldn't have a really high accent any for any one place because she moves around a lot. Like, okay, so she just has like a general European kind of accent. I, that that's how I that's how I kind she of she did have it. a European accent. Yeah, she like it, it it definitely didn't like it didn't ring like super one or another. It just felt like vaguely European. Yeah, I can give her that. Um, in terms of like the the strength of this movie and posterizers and and, and performances, what do you think? It's a strong movie. I, I think that it it is hurt that there are very few recognizable you know, um, dialogue components. Yeah. you know, and and that's true of I think of most things that are not comedic. Right. I think, you know, comedy can tend to be shorter, briefer, more memorable. Drama thrillers are a little bit harder to have memorable lines unless it's like one liners, you know, like your, yeah. you know, your 80s action kind of stuff. So I, I do think it's hurt there. But I do think some of the sizzle is going to stand the test of time. I do think that, that we've now seen 20 years of car chases. And I do think this one holds up. Like it's not, you know, a fan, you know, a fast, you know, a fast and furious car chase at this point. Like they're doing there, they're spending the budget of this movie on one, you know, stunt thing and on, on the new Fast and Furious ones. I think that for what it's doing, the burst of action in the you know, whether it's the martial action, the car chase action, you know, even the gun actions, you know, with in the cornfield, those I think do hold up and I do think are sizzle. To me, the the issues is there's a lot of fat around the meat that's still in this movie that either hurts some of the elements that I like or just doesn't add a lot for me. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of filler in the movie, especially for one that's not short. It's like two yeah. hours. Um, but I think the the strengths it has in the sizzle are more of the action components, where I do think a lot of the Stunts were um, were highly recognizable at the time. I think it was a, a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say avant-garde stuff, but a lot of like you know, new types of action moves that yeah. uh, this paved the way for. So decent sizzle, I think. Not strong with the posterizers. Mm-hmm. Um, performances I liked. I thought there, yeah. there wasn't really anything that I, that, that I would foul. Um, but fouling why I think there's a lot to be fouled and this stuff that I either rewrite wise or, um, plot holes, this this choices. I mean, there's not a lot of like, um, moments that I'm fouling, but there's, this is, I still feel like this is a pretty foul heavy movie. Yeah, I, it, it, it's, it's like the fouls that are like, you know, they're paper cut fouls. Like, I don't think that. There's nothing in here that I would be like embarrassed. Like mm-hmm. there's none like those kinds of fouls. Like I don't think that there's really any any really big issues 
of of the movie, like some of the other ones we watch, where it's like, oh, that character is real annoying, or this plot hole makes absolutely no sense. Like, I do think it is pretty tight that way, but I do think just like the storytelling elements, how much they get into certain uh, certain things, you know, just the those kinds of things do add up of like small fouls. But I don't yeah. think there's any like major ones. It's just if this isn't your type of movie, it's not going to win you over. Oh, and that, yeah. and that, that, that to me is why it's yeah. not no. You know, it's it's yeah. it's it is firmly what it is, but it's not going to win over anybody who's not looking for those four elements. Yeah, I think it's a it's a successful nuts and bolts uh, espionage thriller with some suspense and mission uh, mystery aspects to it that are worthy of a watch. Mm-hmm. I'm giving this in terms of my OMG score, giving this an M. Which just sounds like you as well are giving it an M. I am giving it an M, yes. So two movies in to O2, two M's. Yeah. And we will and see an M versus M showdown now. So we'll have to see which M's greater. Yeah. Which which of the two movies has the essentially is gonna make it to the to the was it Elite Eight at that point? Yeah. And well from you know, you're playing for your life to all of a sudden you're in the Elite Eight with one victory and one of these two movies is gonna make it, either the ring or born identity. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but in the meantime, is there anything else that we can factor in for Born Identity? Anything that we may have missed? Any last details that we should put under consideration? Uh, I mean, we've mentioned it a few times, but I do think that anytime a movie has music or a score that's instantly recognizable, I do think that's a plus. And I do think that that like yeah that that is yeah i mean again it might just be you know it's now been in four different movies like they've chosen it to be the you know the theme just like james bond now has a specific theme song but it is recognizable and i i do think it also is very recognizable in terms of this decade of like yeah this is when techno was really making its its kind of big big thing where it could be on scores and so it is it it does stamp a specific time on this movie with you know how heavily it leans into that but both positive and negative i i do think yeah agreed uh well that was another fascinating rewatch another solid entry into the o2 bracket um it was a pleasure as always. And as a reminder to us, to ourselves, and to the audience, what will we be doing, Michael? How have you start this one? What are we going to be doing? Well, Matthew. Yeah, who we... are we? <laughs> we. Who are we first? Oh, I forgot. All right. I don't often start don't... this. I know. That's well, why we got to get you some practice. I appreciate that. You know, thank you. Yeah. Take two. I am. Take two. Here well, we Matthew. Yeah. We are the OMGs. And we. We. Will, will be, be watching. Okay, that got way too creepy there. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I, I got like, suitable yeah. <laughs> for distribution. Yeah, but, <laughs> NSFW on the on the tag on this one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some real real hard stuff at the that's end. That's suitable for work. All right, I see. I'll take the notes. I'll take the notes. Put them into consideration. All right. Well. I, I'm, I'm excited uh, to get to our showdown and then get into the, the, the next showdown, the next pairing. So, yeah. All right. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you then. Goodbye.